Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Brett Approved and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, author of Global Search Engine Marketing, and co-founder of the world's largest consortium of digital marketing companies. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs, helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hello, Ann. What's on your mind today? Hi, Jillian. We've been talking a lot about early stage startups, funding, inequities, and more lately. And mm-hmm. uh, from angels to VCs, I've been thinking a lot lately about the CEO journey of a startup entrepreneur. I wonder if we might take a full look at that journey and lay out some strategic and tactical insights to help entrepreneurs plan their company's futures. You know, that's a really good idea, Anne. Uh, We don't have, you know, six weeks here, but we could certainly lay out some of the things to think about at the very earliest days and then to revisit every, you know, six months to a year along the way of building your company, just so you keep your eye on the far end of where that ball is going to land. So let's take a look at this to-do list for entrepreneurs at the start. That's a great idea. Um, I'd say the first thing you should consider when setting that first year's goals is good old Mark Schuster's advice, get the freaking cash register ringing. Indeed, we should put that link to uh, his article about get the freaking cash register ringing in our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Yeah, um, And you can either listen to angels and VCs tell you to come back when you have the revenues to show, 
Or you can set that goal immediately and have some revenues to show. <laughs> Good idea. It's true. Um, you will hear that all the time. And people say, well, if you're investing in a company and it's a startup, why do you expect revenues to be flowing? I would get over that one finally and just say that's what they're going to ask. So if you're building an expensive technology, say hardware, software, durable or soft goods, um, you're going to have a hard time getting the cash register to ring until you have something to sell. I mean, consider instead what you can sell today. For example, if you're building tools and so on, you may be able to consult. If you're building something larger, you can do a piece of it. For example, we're working with Soro. It's a startup software company that's building an end-to-end -end business management system beginning uh, with a cannabis industry, right? So when it's complete, it's going to be something akin to Salesforce and Intuit plus TurboTax for a niche market. And again, that first niche market is the cannabis market, but there are others in the future. Then it will expand to serve these other niche markets, right, in which the business owners find that the standard software options don't contain the nuances of their industry to meet all of their needs. So far, go so good, right? Pretty good business right. idea. All right. But it's going to take some time, some labor, and some capital to build the whole thing. So the CEI and, and CEO and I uh, talk a lot about the MVP, the minimum viable product. In this instance, the CEO has a runway of some personal cash that's been saved up to take him about 18 to 24 months. And having um, been an engineering manager, he was able to bring on colleagues who are interested in this first niche market sector and are willing to help him build the first modules with some payment now, some deferred, some equity, and so on. So here's the takeaway develop personal relationships with the people who are critical to your company's success. That could be salespeople, marketing people, uh, SEO people if you're a B2C online shop. Uh, it could be the folks who are going to code your product. Often that is. Right? Determine what assets you've got. And that would be your current capital, what you can pay them today, your future capital, if I pay you in two years, how much will that be, and the equity. So you assess the risk factors that moderate each of those variables, right? Current capital is a sure thing. You're simply paying for services. But future capital already carries risk. It's dependent on the success of the company and so on, right? I mean, equity is dependent on the long-term success and the exit of the company. So you figure that out. And then, in this way, you can build a piece of the whole and start selling that piece of service or goods, right? So if you're building software, I strongly urge you, by the way, to spend a big piece of whatever money you do have on user interface and user experience in these very earliest days. You build more and more services into the back end over time, but what you're looking for is an amazing widget that can capture a quickly growing number of people who just love what your one widget does and maybe they're even pay willing to pay a couple of dollars through a subscription service so now you can demonstrate that the freaking cash register is running and you can make your case that you can increase the flow of that spigot by adding more exceptional products to form the full compelling and highly profitable suite of services you have in mind Okay, that's good for a SaaS business or something similar. 
Um, how about manufactured goods? You can't build half a bicycle and hope folks will buy it and wait for the balance to come. In other <laughs> words, doesn't exactly iterate, does it? <laughs> yeah. Well, or can you? Yeah. So if you're building goods rather than services, I'd say crowdfunding is the way to go. This hard and soft goods testing ground beats the pants off the old style product testing groups, right? We used to bring in, uh, you know, 10 to 12 people in a room. And they tell you what they like and what they don't like about your pretty little widget or your shoe or your tech gadget prototype. And so it's pretty much useless. You'll never know whether somebody is willing to put cash on the line to own the thing until you put it out in the marketplace. So crowdfunding sites let you share video and images, descriptive materials, links to more info on your website, um, you know, whatever it is. It's all in an effort to entice people to essentially pre-purchase your product. You're not sharing equity with consumers. You're simply taking a donation from people who hope that you'll build your company and send them the product that they, quote, sponsored. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out, right? I purchased, if you will, which in crowdfunding terms looks like I donated money to a company in the hopes that they would be as successful, right? And as a thank you for my donation to the company, the founders promised to send me a residential smart door lock when it became available. Well, it never did become available. So my early stage supporter purchase money was lost. Now, my faith in the product didn't die or the process, right? I would knew perfectly well that I was taking a risk by supporting this startup. Many startups do fail. On the flip side, I support an electric uh, cycle company, and I have a magnificent electric cycle in my garage right now, a mere 10 months later. In some, it was well worth the balance. So for both consumers who are putting their money down and for companies building manufactured goods, that's where you go to crowdfunding. That really makes a lot of sense in the many ways you think about it. And if your money was lost on the first um, effort, well, that's sometimes just the risk, right? Of uh, that's right operation. But right. on the on the electric bicycle, that worked out beautifully. So right. So the consumers keep paying, is what I'm saying. But the company can not only raise that early capital by pre-selling a product that doesn't yet exist. You must create the marketing materials, and again, it's that front-end design stuff, compelling, brilliant, beautiful, all of that, and then say, hey, if you want us to build it, put your money on the table, and you can get it for less, you can get a special deal, whatever it is. But that's what crowdfunding is all about. So for companies, it makes sense. And by the way, if you have a pretty little widget and 10 people want to buy it, that's a good indicator that you shouldn't start the company. If you have a pretty widget and 10,000 people want it and you oversubscribe your crowdfunding deal, you can take that one, not to the bank, but to the angels and say, look, we've already done this. You give us the second half of a million bucks or whatever, and we are all off to the races. Right? You are in your market. Hard to beat. Cash yes. and market research all in one one fell swoop. We gotta yes. take a break now for our sponsors. Speaking of cash and revenues and mm -hmm. uh, things like Good that. Good idea. <laughs> we will be right back with more on our insights for the CEO journey of a startup entrepreneur. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm chatting with my business partner, Jillian Music, about how to think about the full entrepreneurial journey. Jillian, before the break, you covered two types of companies, software and consumer manufactured goods companies, describing how each can maneuver, stretch, and get early revenues to fuel early stage growth. Absolutely. So let's start looking at the kind of company you want to build at this point, right? We've talked about how you kind of get out of the gate, immediately look at whether or not you can validate your market and whether you can, if you will, get the freaking cash register running. That's great. But what kind of company are you going to build so you know where you want that ball to land at the far end, right? Do you want to run this company for the balance of your professional life? Do you want to sell it to a colleague? or a competitor when you're finally ready to retire? Or do you want to raise equity investment capital and sell that company in three to five years? So we've got some recent and some very thorough primary research in our hands that indicates that successful angel private equity investments sell and return capital to their investors in three to five years. Right? That's very early. So many companies don't exit until much, 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 much later. But those that are successful, turns out, right on target, three to five years. So if you can achieve that kind of high-speed high scalable growth, then angels and VCs are in your future. You prepare the usual financial projections, a business plan, especially a convincing launch and growth plan, and the usual materials, the executive summary and the pitch deck. Right? You write the story of your equity now and you play that 
out expeditiously. Well said, Jillian. Play it out expeditiously. If you take investment capital from angels and VCs, your goal and theirs is to exit in three to five years. You know, in an upcoming show, we'll talk about the number of years it takes companies to exit and the correlations between time to exit valuations and more. But in the meantime, there are other capital raise options open to you, aren't there, Jillian? Yes, absolutely. So again, we've been talking a lot recently about how to raise capital and so on. As you look at the entire entrepreneurial journey, money is a constant in your thought process, right? But it's the only constant. How much you've got, whether you've got enough, how it's going to uh, run in cash flow and so on is constantly on your mind. So we are looking at different ways to obtain capital. And yes, you get the free cash register going. You either ask angels or VCs to move forward that way or take a look at this one. There's a partner investor, right? This is an option in which it's a company that exists today. It provides a service that your service replaces. In other words, you're disrupting their business by providing a better mousetrap. Now, hopefully, you'll be able to identify several such companies. And often, that's a much better investment opportunity for you than an angel or a VC company. You've essentially identified your potential buyer. If your product is sufficiently powerful to garner a significant portion of their market, your your company becomes a strategic buy. A strategic buy means something uh, that, let's see, the purchasing company cannot continue to thrive unless, one, they create the product or the entire company that you've just created, or two, they purchase you. Thereby, they leapfrog the design, the development, the market testing portions of delivering your products to their existing market. But really, they can't go on if you exist and they don't own you. That's a strategic buy. So if you have a new product that provides a better way of doing things that people in your target market have been doing for years or for centuries, right? what companies provide, albeit primitive tools, to this market to help them get their work done? Those are your strategic buyers. They think if we can't buy this company, they will become a significant competitor or worse, our current significant competitor will buy them and we might be holding a very small portion of this market or we might even go out of business. They can't thrive without you. If you can identify several, you can get a bidding war going. Consider that. Now, there are two ways to look at this. Again, you should know that they can either invest in you. That means they want to seat at the table in the future, but it also kind of scares off the other guys. Or two, they actually buy you outright and they do so early, and then you continue to grow within their company. So you get a higher price if you're a strategic buy than if you are a tactical buy. Tactical is nice to have. Strategic is got to have. So tell me a little bit more about the tactical buyers. Um, You say it's a nice addition. It's a nice to have. Yeah, okay. 
Right. So um, it means it's a nice addition to what they're doing. Uh, let's say, for example, um, well, let's see with the Sorrel company, right? They're building a niche market end-to-end business management software, whatever, and so on and so forth. Uh, folks like Intuit, Salesforce, and TurboTax already exist. But if there are major companies that manage any one piece of what they're doing, they could say, oh, yeah, let's pick this up for a niche market. Let's just do that. That would be nice to add. Okay, right. now that's not necessarily a brilliant sale, but if the company has a suite of those things, they're not just, for example, addressing cannabis, but maybe, I don't know, industrial uh, uh, tractors, agribusiness, who knows what, suddenly monsters can pick up pieces of the corporation and you can sell it for a tremendous value. Um, if you have an add-on for something like Microsoft Word, you could sell that. You could keep on going for a lifetime of selling this additional widget. And again, Microsoft might want to pick it up. But if it's something that Microsoft can't continue without and you're kind of replacing what's going on at Microsoft Word, well, then they really have to buy you. Okay, those okay. are the major differences. So I'm a believer now. I want to go out and find my strategic partner. Exactly. Yes, you what want your strategic buy. I want my strategic buy. What okay. do I do? Okay, so once you've identified companies that would be interested in owning what you've got, right, make contact with the senior leadership. I do that through LinkedIn requests. Uh, you just, one to the next, however it goes, just go for the senior stuff. You shoot for connecting with the CEO, the CFO, the CIO, etc. Just shoot for the top. Once your connection request is accepted, then you send a note asking to speak by phone. You tell the leader of that company that you're a startup entrepreneur building a product in the space and would be ever so grateful if you could ask them a few questions about whether certain elements of what you're building are valuable or not. Or something akin to that. You get the idea, right? You devise a way to stroke that ego because you know so much more than I do and you've built a giant in this field and I respect your accomplishments and so on and then you define your request. I need X minutes of your time to discuss and then talk about a specific element of your product that you are willing to share with this current competitor and behemoth, right? And, but a potentially future buyer. The object is you whet their appetite. You drop something in the bucket that says, hey, guess what's about to happen to your business? because I'm here. If you want money, ask for advice. If you want advice, ask for money. It's an old saying, right? In this case, go ask for advice. What you're really hoping is that they will entertain an idea of investing in your company. Many major, I mean, behemoth-sized companies have investment arms now. They have, you know, entrepreneurial startup investment funds, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting a seat at the table to buy you if and when you should become so successful that it's worth their while. So those are really good things to get in on really early. Well, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, I have seen it happen in the companies I've been involved with, and I know that you have too. We need to take another break for our sponsors, but after we come back, um, let's see what more we can give in the way of insights of this uh, building a profitable CEO uh, entrepreneurial journey. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about the real fundamentals of for a CEO in the entrepreneurial journey, where you're going to get money, how you're going to build your company, deciding what it's going to be. What can we tell them now, Jillian, in our last few minutes of this episode? Well, again, we've talked about a number of things along the way here, knowing what kind of a company you're going to build, whether you want to hold it and uh, so on, or whether you want to sell it, whether you're going out for angels and VCs, or whether you're going to go try and find a strategic partner in the industry who will help you build what you've got. They could either do that by investing, which says you're going to build something they want to make good use of, and you can give them lifetime access to whatever that widget is, or they might actually want to buy you, so you want to get on their radar early. Okay, but now let's talk about that concept of understanding that you are at some point going to sell your company and you want to know what that value is to you when that time comes. So as you begin your company now, look anywhere from three to five or maybe 10 or 20 or 50 years down the road, but think, what's my number? I'd say that's a critical thing for the founding team, for the CEO in particular, to know at every single stage along the way, right? In every stage of building your company, don't ever wake up or go to sleep without knowing your number. Your number is the price at which you sell your company today. So if I offered you 10 million bucks today, yeah, you might sell your company to me. Yeah, depends maybe. on where you are. Yeah. yeah. If I offered you 10000 today, nah, you wouldn't accept the offer. You'd continue to grow your business. So your number then lies within 10 to 10 million bucks. Maybe it's 100 million bucks, 200 million bucks. Figure it out. Know your number today. Now, 
You determine what your number is, and then you adjust it with every benchmark and goal that you reach. This gives you a framework to look at those benchmarks and goals over time. You don't simply build the next module or launch a new pretty uh, front face for your website. Uh, you know, the, the user experience got better. You don't, no. You look at it in financial terms. Now that I have done this, what will my company be worth? And when you're looking at what to do for the next quarter, half year, full year, and so on, you do the same thing. It isn't just that we want to accomplish this. What is the company going to be worth if I do it? It will help you prioritize everything. Some things will take much, much longer. You can put short things in between, right? All of that is about scheduling, but everything about scheduling and your strategic goals must be about developing uh, and holding value for your company. As a CEO, you have one job, build value for your company, and then you define what that means for you. Now, when you've determined it and you've adjusted for every benchmark and goal you uh, reach, you have it in mind during every connection, every introductory and subsequent conversation with potential investment or investor buyers or uh, company leaders. Right? When you're looking at your colleagues, vendors, suppliers, potential buyers for your company, angel investors, VCs, or strategic partner investors, you look at all of them with this idea that you know what would happen if you got the question. Would you consider an early acquisition? You'll have a ready answer and a steady footing in which to continue that conversation. And that will change over time. So begin with the end in mind. Continue with the end in mind. Go through the middle with the end in mind. Yes. Right. Right. My top tips are know your number at all times. What would you sell your company for today? Right. Plan everything around increasing that number. Determine whether you're going to build a scalable or a lifestyle company and you will know which assets you need. If you need capital and you're a lifestyle company, you go one way to find it. If you need capital and you're a scalable company, you go another way. Know what you're building, know what your number is at all times, and then finally, figure out what you want that end game to look like. It isn't just about the money we've been talking about today, because we spent half an hour on that, right? It's also about what else you will have achieved. What kind of a company did you want to be? What is that legacy you're leaving behind, whether it took two years or took 20 years or took 50 years? What kind of a leader did you become? How did your people feel about working with you? Did you build something that improved your world, your niche, your market, whatever it was, right? Think about that. And that's all about corporate culture and about managing people. And on that, I have to say that's it for this week at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also download them at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on our Facebook page, CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. 
Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.